Okay, listener, if you're sitting there and thinking, well, is this all a podcast is? I could absolutely do that, but I don't know where to start. Let me tell you, neither did I. I had been a co-host but never produced my own but you know what made it easy? Anchor by Spotify. Everything is in the right place. You can even record and edit right from your phone or computer. You can host on Anchor and then distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to it right now, you can use Anchor to get there. It's all in one place. It's everything you need to make a podcast. And best of all, it is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Cyclone Family Podcast here on the 1012 Network. I am your host, Jamie Steyer Johnson, and I am so excited for this week. My guest today is our first from the coaching side of the athletic department. He's been coaching nearly 30 years and has taken teams under his command to the NCAA tournament three times. He's also won conference coach of the year four times, was chair of the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association All-America Committee in 2017, and is currently on the NCAA Division I softball committee. After being on staff as an assistant from 2010 to 2013, he returned to lead the program in 2018. In that time, his teams have broken the season home run record multiple times, notched the second winning a season in program history, and broke a decades-long NCAA tournament drought. In addition, I think he has the best first name we've had on here. My guest, of course, is Iowa State softball head coach Jamie Pinkerton. Coach, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks uh, uh, for having me on the show, Jamie. I agree on the name. <laughs> uh, even though my real name is James, I have uh, uh, my mom has always called me Jamie, and it's kind of kind of stuck. So uh, we'll go with the the best name out there. Exactly, I love it. Now, right off the bat, talking weather seems kind of cliche, but how exciting is it for you guys to see it get nicer out and know that those home games are coming sooner? Well, it's real exciting. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get outside this afternoon. Uh, they pulled the tarp, and you know, with the freeze thaw and everything, uh, with the infield, we're hoping to get a few grounders. Uh, we were lucky to get outside a little bit in Palm Springs before we played in the tournament. Uh, because of weather, we uh, in Dallas, we had to leave a day early uh, to guarantee that we would get there. And we were able to get a couple of practices in, one under lights and, and both times on dirt. And that is just so key to our sport when you're uh, – we, we have great facilities here at Iowa State, and we're very fortunate that uh, Coach Campbell and, and his staff are very um, gracious in allowing us to use Bergstrom – but uh, there's nothing like uh, getting out and playing outside on dirt, and and um, it's uh, it'll be nice to get out there today if we can. Uh, just hopefully, if it'll hold off and just go ahead and go straight into spring, uh, uh, where we can get outside more often, uh, that that would be great. But we we know it's Iowa. We know that even though it's spring uh, or spring coming here shortly, uh, it's still winter. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll um, kind of. Uh, lighten up for us. Yes, absolutely. So I want to bring you back a handful of years here. So if you think back to, you know, 2009, 2010, before you were first hired on at ISU, did you know much about the school aims, the program, or was it kind of a research you had to do when you were first contacted about coming on board? Well, I mean, obviously I was coming out of, um, my wife had an illness and and, um, you know, my last, uh, even though we went to regionals at Arkansas the last two years for the first time 
school, uh, school history, um, you know, Jeff Long, who, uh, who became the AD, uh, decided he wanted to go a different direction. And, you know, even though that hurt uh, professionally, uh, hurt me, you know, like I thought we had the program going in the right direction. It was really a good time to, for that to happen. And, and hindsight's always 2020, as you know, Jamie, and it was just a, a great opportunity to be able to step back, be an assistant, help my wife get healthy, um, you know, and we came here and, uh, you know, just some things are just meant to be. And um, we got here and then got to seeing doctors here in Ames and in Des Moines. And then all of a sudden they figured out the issue that she had had for two or three years. And, and you know, and we know on the basketball staff with uh, um, um, Lindsay Finley about talking about mental illness, my wife was battling a, a battling depression and it came coming here and getting the right doctors and getting the medication correct that, that um, kind of helped springboard my career again. And um, so even it, it was a blessing in disguise to come here, but the, the answer to your question, uh, that's how it kind of came about and how uh, coming here um, um, kind of happened. Uh, but uh, to answer your question, yes, I knew quite a bit about Iowa State. My daughter had visited here. She was going into her freshman year of high school when we came here. She came up here as an eighth grader. Um, my wife's, uh, my father-in-law uh, has an electrical engine, master's in electrical engineering from Iowa State. She's from Southeast Minnesota. So a lot of her family uh, are in fa uh, farming and they had attended Iowa State. So I had knowledge of the, the educational base here and how great of an institution it was and, and um, had followed them because uh, her family followed the Cyclones. But uh, until I got here, I didn't really realize how great of a culture that uh, Jamie Pollard and Dr. Sanders has, has put together. And, um, and it was just great to, to come in and find the family atmosphere of this athletic department. Even though it's a Power 5 school, I found out real quick it kind of took me back to uh, Tulsa and, and when I was at Northeast Louisiana, which is now Louisiana Monroe, even the department seemed small, even though we were, uh, you know, in a power five setting. So um, for everything that was going on in my life at that time, it was really key to, to getting my feet back down on the ground professionally and getting my wife healthy. So, um, um, you know, for, uh, for the lack of better terms, it was a perfect storm. Yeah, absolutely. And then we talked really briefly before we started recording the episode as well about you mentioned your daughter had come on a visit to Iowa State and ended up going to school there. So for you having all of those kind of outside connections, obviously you got hired there, but then you have all of these other things that are developing. What's it like for you to know, okay, she was here on campus and I know the area, I trust the school. I, I know she's going to have a good experience here. Well, I mean, that was, I mean, obviously that was, uh, I came here and she started her freshman year of high school at Ames High. So, um, so then after visiting and what happened, how that visit happened, um, we drove up from Fayetteville and uh, my in-laws drove down from La Crescent, Minnesota, La Crosse area. And we just handed off our daughter. She was going to stay two or three weeks with them. Uh, and that eighth, so why they were here, they went ahead and did the visit. And then, and then it turned out, you know, less than a year later, I'm here as an assistant. So um, it was good to have that base of knowing Ames and knowing central Iowa and the Des Moines area and Ames, uh, 
that really made the move to come here uh, when I was offered the position by, uh, you know, Coach um, Coach Gemeinhart Sessler. Uh, it made that transition a lot smoother because we knew the area and um, had driven through several times. So, and then, you know, and then after that, you come here and the family gets comfortable. We stay, you know, we, I, we stayed here four years and, and then I went to Montana to start the program there. Well, then obviously Sarah was uh, already decided to go to college. So we moved to Montana with our son and then we, we leave uh, uh, our daughter here behind to go to school. So it, uh, things come full circle sometimes and be able to come back was a, was a big thrill for, for my wife and myself. Yeah, it's, this is going to sound stage, but as you're talking and as you mentioned, she started school at Ames High. I realized I know your daughter. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. absolutely know Sarah. So as soon as you said it, it clicked and I was like, that that's Sarah Pinkerton. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We did some sport together and stuff like that. So we'll we'll tell her Jamie Steyer says hi. So <laughs> well, that is that. Um, now that you say that, I mean, obviously you you're both married now, and um, and I don't know about this. Uh, if you know about this or had heard, but uh, she's expecting our first grandchild in September. So so uh, uh, life really does life really does come full circle, but yeah, she would have went to school with you. Makes yeah, sense just, now. Just a year older. Yes. Yes. I think yeah. we played some volleyball together and stuff. Yeah. So that's, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. That shows you, I try to do my research, but then things just click as we go on. So that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So congratulations. Um, but we, we've talked a little bit about this, but when you moved on, obviously went and did some really exciting work at Montana, starting up that program must have been really pretty rewarding. And then you're contacted about coming back to the school that you have familiarity with. And this time it's as the head coach. How are you feeling about that next step and returning somewhere? Well, you know, obviously um, when you're when um, it was a it was a tough move for our son to come back because um, as when we came here, one of the reasons um, I had opportunities to become a head coach at a couple of other places while I was here, and I had promised my daughter that um, I think it's tougher on on high school girls to relocate than high school boys, and um, and then we had made that decision that I'd promised that we would stay here for four years to get her through high school. We were happy here. We were halfway between my parents and. And um, my wife's parents are close to it. I, I, I'm, I'm from the Tulsa area. So um, that, that was, uh, you know, one of the main reasons. And then, you know, I just, I just felt like our family fit in here at, 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 in the Ames community. And, and like I said, talking about our athletic department, I mean, you're familiar with the family atmosphere that, that, and the culture here. Uh, and just to have that opportunity to be here and then to go to Montana, I, you know, you go back and you're being a head coach, you think uh, you don't ever know what's in the future. So obviously I made that same promise to my son and we didn't carry that one out, but he was able to finish his first two years. And then coming back, I think now that he's at Iowa State, he saw, even though that I, I broke a promise, I just thought coming back, our parents were getting older. They were starting to have health issues you're four hours from lacrosse area where that where um, where their um dory's parents are from and you know we're seven hours from the tulsa area where my parents were getting older 
it just made sense to come back personally and family wise. And then Sarah here is, you know, in a, like we were talking before we got on, she's a mechanical engineer and, and, and commuting to Marshalltown working for Fisher or Emerson. So she had a, a good job. It just made sense. And then the opportunity came and, and we, um, you know, we were in contact with uh, when the opening came and, and then, you know, one thing led to another. And obviously I'm ecstatic to be back and have a great staff and things are going well right now for us. And it, it was just, it just felt right. And it was really a no brainer. Um, I mean, my wife, when I left Montana, she said, just don't mess up the interview. Uh, so uh, she, that told me immediately that she, she wanted to get back to the Midwest and our four years were there were great to build the program uh, to start and not even have a field or a bat or a ball and, and to build that program. Uh, I mean, it, it, those are some of the, um, you know, some of the best four years of my career, I think, from, from a standpoint of building something and building the culture and establishing uh, that. I mean, because in a lot of places at Tulsa and Arkansas and even here, you know, you already have players on campus. You already have culture in the program. It's just a matter of, are you going to tweak it? Or are you going to overhaul it? And, um, you know, luckily here we had, uh, you know, a young woman named Sammy Williams that was easy to, uh, and, and then uh, Logan Shaban with her that were, that were, had three coaches. I was the third co head coach in three years and they bought in immediately. And then there wasn't a lot of overhauling the culture here. So, that was uh, made the transition a lot easier and we had the buy-in and, and then, you know, if you look over the last four years, everybody that follows softball knows what's happened. And a lot of that uh, has to go to those two young women. Absolutely. And so you've kind of alluded to this a little bit already with the atmosphere in the athletic department as a whole. So when you're coming in here and you've been here for a couple of years as an assistant, but you're coming into this department that, really has so many long tenured coaches, long tenured staffs. You know, you look at coach Fenley, coach Johnson Lynch, stuff like that. Is that at all intimidating to have these people who have been here forever, or is it more on the helpful side where you know that you have an athletic department willing to invest? I, I, I think uh, it's not intimidating. I mean, Obviously, I wasn't a young coach coming in here as a head coach, nor was I when I was an assistant. So the previous four years, having some familiarity with those, with um, the coaches that, that you mentioned. But, you know, uh, I think I look at it as an advantage, a sounding board. Um, you know, um, I've, I've had opportunities to sit down and talk with Christy. Uh, um, you know, I've called her and, and, uh, and she shocked me earlier this year. She called me. And just have that give and take on staff. Um, same thing with Coach Finley. Uh, I mean, um, Bill and, and myself, it's more uh, baseball, which that's a whole <laughs> other story right now. But he's a Cardinal fan and I'm a Royals fan. We, we uh. love baseball. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll text about baseball during the summer and, and, um, and things of that nature. But I think it, it's, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to speak with Coach Campbell and, and then here next door to me. Um, Boomer, um, Boomer, the women's tennis coach and I bounce ideas off of each other because we came back or he came in and, and I did about the same time. And, and just in this building over here in Jacobson, just to have, you know, coach dresser and, and, um, you know, coach fan and just people uh, swimming and diving golf. 
I mean, we're all here together. We're able to bounce ideas off of each other. And, and, you know, it's not every day, but someone might come in and say, Hey, I want to pick your brain about something. And that's what the culture was really important to me that I saw um, that, um, that I was here the last time, like I said, as an assistant, and I could see that. And then obviously it's, it still holds true today. And that's what makes Iowa state a, a special place uh, is coaches are willing to help each other. They're willing to take the time and, uh, and to help each other. And I mean, if any of those coaches called me today, I would do anything for them. So, uh, and I can say that in, in my 28, like you said, almost 30 years, that hasn't been the case in every place that I've worked. And um, I mean, so there's been places that I've worked that I didn't even know the other coaches. So it's, um, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, a great experience. Absolutely. And so switch gears a little bit here. So I know it, it gets nice. You finally get your home games. I get texts from my mom all the time. Like, yeah, I'm so excited. We're going out to softball. She likes to sit out in the sun and also get to watch sports. So that's like her favorite thing. So Besides just my immediate family, obviously, what's the community engagement like with your program, especially with, you know, the huge improvement, the great players that you've had in the time that you've been back here in Ames? Uh, I think it's getting better. I mean, obviously, um, we can, starting with me and, and on, on down, I, I think we could do a little bit better job of engaging. I think a lot of that has to be is that we're out of town so much, mm-hmm. um, the first six or seven weeks, it's hard to engage when you're back Monday and you're kind of gathering yourself. And then right, like right now, well, you know, with everything that went on, I think you're aware of what happened with the trip getting to New Mexico and we end up in Washington, DC, mm-hmm. but we were gone nine out of 10 days and it's hard to engage in the community when you're not here. And then, you know, you come back, like we were here Monday, we practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and we turn around and leave again tomorrow. So it's kind of hard to get out and, you know, maybe have a alumni lunch or a booster lunch or where you can go out and do something once a month. It's just really difficult. And then, you know, the weather's not in your favor. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of I've worked in a southern climate where you're playing midweeks and, and home games and home tournaments in February, early March. So, um, you know, when you play 12, 12 games, it's just really hard to to. Um, be um, and like I said, we got to do a better job is just engaging those fans because it's it's only nine or ten times a year. It's not um, like some programs where they're playing forty games at home. So um, you know, I, I think uh, right now the marketing department's doing a great job. We got an alumni letter going that that I um, that the letter winners um, office is putting together and. And um, and writing and trying to re-engage the alumni, that's going well. I'm getting a lot of response back from, um, you don't realize until you do it, something simple of putting out an email once a week, how, and getting people engaged, how how that helps your program. And, and we're doing little things like that, and maybe that'll help ramp up when we start to play at home. And, you know, and then sometimes it's hard to engage because you come out here and it's 35 degrees and <laughs> everybody comes in right right after first pitch and then they leave right directly after the game. So you don't really have that engagement either. So um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but uh, hopefully as we uh, continue to grow this program that will, that will get better at that. Yeah. So 
let's say we've got some people listening who maybe haven't followed softball a whole lot. They're ready. They're all in. They're ready to get engaged. So let's kind of bring them up to speed here. A lot of people know, you know, you mentioned the name, Sammy Williams. I mean, one of the best to ever play Cyclone softball. Who are some players that are here now on your team this year that you think fans should learn about? Well, I mean, I think uh, if anyone followed us last year, which we, I mean, that's, that was, that's huge uh, engagement is, uh, you know, making an NCAA tournament and then Mm -hmm. that'll, that'll fire up the fan base and, and the alums quicker than anything is putting a good product out on the field. And that's been our goal as our, uh, and our staff has, um, has done a great job, especially uh, my associate head coaches, um, you know, Courtney um, Martinez and, and uh, Kate Sennett has done a great job. And, and I think that's kind of revitalized things. But uh, a lot of those people would probably know these players that have followed, but the casual fan that might be just tuning in. Ellie Spellhog is uh, one of our pitchers that has done a, a great job. Um, actually, she was masterful against UC, number six UCLA and number five Washington. We, we just weren't able to drum up the runs to win those games. Carly Charles is really fun to watch in the, in the circle. And um, Saya Swain set a, a school record earlier this year with 17 strikeouts. Uh, she was kind of in the background a little bit as a freshman uh, last year, and she's really come on and improved a bunch. So, but we we have a, a good pitching staff in those uh, those three, the the two juniors and and um, and Saya. I, I think you know just kind of around the infield with Sammy being gone, Alicia Ranches has kind of moved over to shortstop and has done a real good job for us defensively and offensively. She's got four home runs. Um, Casey Simpson has been pretty steady for us for the 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 uh, the three and a half years she's been here, and she's a senior uh, this year. Uh, but I think in the infield, the main person that's kind of been driving driving the uh, RBI bus for us right now has been um, you know Michaela Ramos behind the plate. Um, she she's off to a great start. Uh, um, as of uh, Sunday, she was tied for the lead for home runs in in the nation and uh, has really kind of stepped into the role that Sammy played. And, and uh, even though, I mean, she's kind of still learning that role, um, I think as the season goes on, she gets a little bit more comfortable being a leader. Uh, I think that'll really help us and kind of smooth us out a little bit. I have a freshman that's playing a, a good job at first base right now, Angelina Allen. Uh, we call her Mo. She's off to a good start and, and, um, and, and helping the middle of the lineup. And then uh, we have a red shirt freshman at third, Kaylee Pond, uh, that sat out last year. She is so COVID uh, was kind of fortunate for us because we had freshman um, shortstop Rachel Wicker and uh, Kaylee Pond coming in behind Sammy and uh, Logan, and both of them couldn't play last year uh, um, because of injuries and and things of that nature. So the COVID year really helped us having them back, and they were able to grow a year, but. uh, Pond has stepped in and done a good job, and um, you know, and, and obviously, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our all reg- other all two all region players. Carly Spellhog, who played first base the first two years, moved to the outfield. She's made made a smooth transition out there, and and is doing really well. And Malaysia Ochoa, in right field, has done a great job. Uh, uh, that's kind of the heart of the order with with Carly Spellhog leading off, and you know, we got Mick batting second. I, I shouldn't do nicknames, Michaela Ramos. <laughs> And then, you know, then Mo has stepped in there, Angelina Allen, like, there I go, has stepped into the three hole really well. And Malaysia's still holding down the, uh, the, the you know, the cleanup stop spot pretty well. And, and then, um, you know, we have some veteran leadership in the bottom half of the lineup with 
with ranches and Casey Simpson. So we're, we're, um, we're young, but um, we're also pretty experienced. And I think, um, I think a lot of people are kind of cringe when I say this or kind of say, oh, really? I think probably from top to bottom, this roster is probably the most talented roster we've had. Now, um, uh, you know, that's saying a lot, but, uh, but up and down the line, uh, roster one through, you know, 20, 29, we're, we're more solid this year. Um, but, um, you know, we still got some work to do and, and uh, to continue to get better. Absolutely. So you've got these terrific players. You say it might be one of the most talented rosters you've had. How would you describe your team's identity? What can people expect if they come out to watch? Well, they're uh, obviously high energy. I'm a baseball guy. So uh, that was one of the things when I came over the chairs and stuff, they, they are, they're high energy. Uh, they're fun to watch. And What's really, what's really good is, is, you know, the game has kind of gone with, you know, like baseball with launch angle and bat speeds and uh, exit velocities and things like that. I mean, obviously, from the tech, technology standpoint, we've had to keep up with the game. But uh, we truly uh, have a team that, um, that can, can hit the home run and we can steal bases. So, I mean, uh, uh, I think uh, we're high in the nation in doubles and, and – and home runs. Uh, I think as a team, we already have 17. Uh, and um, I know that we were in the top eight or nine in doubles. So we're a team that, uh, that can, you know, hit the gap and still bases and also hit the three run homer. So uh, I think it's a fun team to watch. Um, I mean, we, we have good team speed. We play, uh, we were kind of shaky, shaky the first couple of weekends defensively, but I think that's smoothed out and our fielding percentages come up, I think for, second or third in the big 12 in that, in that category. So, um, you know, the fielding's coming along, the pitching is uh, off to a good start and offensively, except for, you know, a couple of games, uh, the Washington UCLA game, I think that's more early season pitchers are ahead of the hitters more than what I, I'm, I'm not really uh, concerned with, um, you know, the two shutouts. Uh, um, and, but I mean, obviously we got to get better, against, uh, you know, the, the pitching that we faced uh, in, in the top 10, uh, because Oklahoma is going to be there. Oklahoma State's going to be there. Texas is going to be there. We're going we're gonna to have to work on that and be ready. But uh, uh, I think right now, I really like where this team is right now. Yeah. And so you mentioned this earlier that you faced kind of some of that early adversity regarding your travel, had to withdraw from the Troy Cox and go to Washington, D.C. instead team goes undefeated there what's it say about them that you can make those quick adjustments you can be planning for one thing end up doing something completely different and still go out there and have success I think um and I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek this is no uh, and and I have a daughter that stresses a lot I think it was a um it was a lesson in what life is about um that you're not always going to have the answer on social media. You're not always going to have the answer on your cell phone. I think that was a total, um, our staff, um, knowing how life works and that you're going to get thrown a curveball and how you adjust. Um, you know, obviously it was high stress for our staff. Uh, we turn around, we prepare for five opponents, and then we end up in a place and know nothing about them. So basically it was the old school sandlot, roll the bat and balls out there 
I mean, we did get a little bit of information, but we weren't we weren't really able to disseminate it to the team. And we basically just rolled the bats and balls out there and said, "Hey, let's just play ball and have fun." And and uh, we kind of landed on our feet. But I think it was a great lesson to our team that um, in life things are going to be stressful and things are not going to go your way. And how how are you going to handle that? And uh, I thought, you know, with lack of sleep and lack of rest and you know, we arrive in D.C. at one in the morning and then go practice Saturday afternoon and then play Sunday and then come back. And we're really, really, really tired and then find out that there's going to be a storm in Dallas. Then you leave, a, you know, you're only in your bed one day in 10 days. And to come out of that and be, you know, six and three, you know, uh, when, when six of nine ball games, that that's a tribute to them and, and their their ability to be flexible and we learned that uh, in that that they they can be flexible and they can adjust adversity. I mean, obviously, we'd like to have been a little bit sharper, but I think I think the travel and everything that they had went through the day before kind of caught up with us a little bit in that tournament, also. So I'm going to obviously cut them a little bit of slack. That's that's very fair. So you mentioned that you you only get so many opportunities at home when you're yeah. in the Midwest. How many times do you circle a day, April 6th, knowing your first home game is now just over a month away? Well, I mean, you circle it because that is, you know, you get to that part of the season, Jamie, and you realize, oh, you know, we get to stay at home a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't have to leave on Thursday. We get that extra practice. Uh, We can have that extra day of, you know, where you might cut back on practice a little bit and let them have recovery, do a little bit more in the training room or in the weight room. You, you know, this as being an athlete, uh, you know, ice baths and foam rollers are your best friends and, you know, you get a little bit more recovery. Um, and it's just the fact that you, you get to play on, on your home, home field. And everyone says, well, it's home field advantage. You get to play at home. But uh, is it really when you play more on the road than you do at home? Uh, and I think that helps our women, um, but um, they're always always excited to have the fans come out and and um, it's circled on the calendar. And that's usually the time of year we realize, OK, we can take a deep breath and know that we're going to be at home on some weekends and be in our own bed and and be in a better kind of a class rhythm where, you know, they get that extra day of being in class. And our women do a great job. Our grades are really good for as much as we're on the road. And um And, uh, you know, that that's that's preparation and time management and all the things that they need to leave that's that's going to make them successful women. And, and, you know, when they get when they go out in the real in the real world. Absolutely. So obviously they deserve so much support. We'll make sure that we are posting about it, making sure people remember that we're coming up to that. So I really just have the one last question for you. This is what I asked to everyone who comes on the show. What's it mean to you to be a part of the Cyclone family? Oh, wow. There's, there's so many avenues to take on that. Um, you know, obviously, you're accepted as family from the moment I came the first time in 2009 on July 1st to returning here on August 2nd in 2017. Uh, just the people coming by and, and meeting, you know, you're accepted for who you are and where we all have a common goal is to make Cyclone Nation proud. Um, you know, uh, the community, you, you start looking at the, the, the campus community in Iowa State, 
just that, you know, that students uh, do a good job of coming out and supporting uh, all of our teams and then the campus community and the professors. I mean, as much as we miss, they work, uh, uh, you know, the faculty work real with us. We have a, a lot of support from the president, President Winterstein. Um, and then, you know, the support that we get from our administration. It, I mean, it, it, it's a, like I said, it's a family atmosphere. You said cyclone family and stress family is just the culture that's fostered here. Um, it makes it easy. Uh, I, I think, and I'm working on year nine here now, um, I don't think there's a day that I've ever come to work and it feels like work. I mean, I have fun. Um, it's a job I love. It's a profession I love. And, and I think the culture of the athletic department and the university make it feel like it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a fun job to report to and it's really not work. Um, even though, as you know, uh, as being a daughter of a coach, there's a lot of work and there's a lot of hours. There's a lot of blood, sweat and tears. Uh, when you know you're supported and, and the culture that we have here, it, it, makes it, it makes it easy when those times of high stress come and know that you have support. And, and just like this trip to D.C., everybody downstairs um, were very, was very supported and, and helped us get it done. And uh, without the help of uh, everybody and administration and support staff. Um, you know, I, the Washington DC thing wouldn't have happened and that would have been four or five games that we wouldn't have had. And I think that's gonna be important come tournament time. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today. Um, I'm absolutely ecstatic to be able to come out, watch your team some this year. Uh, I, I love softball, love watching your team. and. Hey, now, now I know we've got that personal connection there. So <laughs> well, I'm I, all in. <laughs> I, I, uh, you figured it out. And then when you said that, I go, that's right. I think <laughs> the volleyball, and that was what was really cool about volleyball. That's uh, being in this community is um, just going and watching and, and being a dad too. Yeah. Uh, the times that she, she was playing volleyball. So um, it's, it's just a great community to be in, as you know, and, and, um, you know, truly blessed to, to, to be a cyclone. Thanks coach. Thank you so much to coach Pinkerton for coming on this week. I am so excited to support his team and absolutely appreciate his time. And thank you to all of you for tuning in today. I know it was kind of tough, had a little bit of an unplanned hiatus there to start off the show. Obviously not ideal, but I have so many more interviews lined up, ready to go. And I am so, so excited to bring them all to you. As always, feel free to find me on social media, me personally at jsteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z, and the podcast at Cyclone Fam Pod on Twitter. If you have any requests, definitely keep letting me know. I have been taking requests into account as I try to find people to reach out to. So I hope that you guys will be really excited. Um, I will be back next week with yet another episode. No spoilers. And by that, I mean, I haven't figured out who is going to get the slot for next week, but I've got some really good ones coming up. You can hear me on the 1012 podcast as well, coming out in a few days. This has been a production on the 1012 network. I am Jamie Steyer Johnson. I will talk to you all soon. Thanks guys. <laughs>